selection from Calvert Library's digital collection is Brother in a Box, written by Evan Coleman. 1. I have a new brother. His name is Norman. He arrived six weeks ago in a big wooden box. And that was when the trouble began. 2. The trouble began when I pried open the box, wondering what was inside. And before I knew it, I had a kid pestering me. But he wasn't really a kid. And before I knew it, I had a brother. But he wasn't like anyone else's brother, anywhere on earth. And before I knew it, my family and I were kind of famous. But none of us wanted to be famous. All because of Norman. Some days, I tell you, I wonder if I could ditch the kid. You know, like, take him to the comic book shop on 81st Street, then run away really fast. But I'm sure he would have found his way home. Norman has an excellent GPS system. Or maybe I could ship him back to France, when Mom and Dad weren't paying attention. But I probably couldn't afford the postage, so... Hey! Anyone want to buy a kid? He comes with his own box. Make me an offer. Cash? Video games? Your dog? I'm listening. 3. The day that Norman arrived started out pretty normal. I woke up, went to school, tried to learn some stuff. But when I got home, it turned freaky on me. Having survived yet another scary encounter with Big Vic's crazed beagle from two buildings over, the dumb dog thinks he's a pit bull, I had just stepped off the elevator, hungry for a snack and what mom calls my, quote, daily fix of kid TV, when I saw Leon, the building super, standing next to a big crate and pounding on the door to my apartment. Hello in there, he said loudly. I am not lugging this box up here a second time. Hello? Anyone? Leon finally saw me. There you are, he said, blowing out air. Package delivery. I had pretty much figured that out on my own. I found my keys, opened the door, and looked at the box. It was nearly as tall as I was and appeared to be very heavy. I was hoping it was a gift for me, but figured it was something mom or dad had ordered for the apartment. Furniture or an appliance. Can you bring it inside? I asked the super. Leon wiggled his mouth into a frown. Didn't I tell you about my recent back surgery? He asked, rubbing his spine and wincing, then sticking out a hand. A gratuity is pretty much standard in these kinds of circumstances. I fished through my pockets, but found only my metro card, 15 cents, and a stick of gum. Can you hit my dad up next time you see him? I asked. Leon snarled up his face, then lumbered toward the service elevator. That man just never looks happy. Poor guy. I pulled the keys from the door lock, sized up the crate, then wrapped my arms around it and started dragging it inside the apartment pretending I had big muscles the size of watermelons, and tugging a big box would be no sweat. But man, was it heavy. What the heck was inside it? A car engine? A bronze statue of someone famous? 
A baby elephant? Probably not a baby elephant. When the box and I were inside, I dragged it a few more feet into the living room, jostled it, and pushed it lengthwise onto the rug, hoping I didn't break something when it hit the floor with a thump. Aye! That was weird. It sounded like the box said aye, like a person sound. But since shipping people in a crate was probably against the law, I decided that the sound must have been my imagination, which my mom and dad say is overactive. Trust me, it is the only part of me that is overactive. Oh, later I learned that I is French for ouch, but as far as this story goes, it's not yet later. I circled the box, wondering what those foreignish words stamped onto the wood were saying to me, then stooped and read the address label. Whatever was inside had been shipped by International Express Delivery from the Institut d'Intelligence Artificielle in Paris, France, to Matthew Rambeau, Ph.D., 555 West 83rd Street, Apartment 10C, New York, New York, 10024, USA. That's right, I live in Manhattan, but please don't think of me as a snooty rich kid. For one, I don't have a snooty bone in my body. Also, I never have much cash, as the building super can attest to. But my dad is a college professor, and my mom is a social worker. So we're not loaded, but we're not going hungry either. Where was I? Oh. The Matthew named on the address label is my dad, not me. We have the same name, but Dad gets to add some letters due to his going to college and getting a doctorate degree in computer science. Bummer for me. I had been building up fresh hope that whatever was inside the box was a late-arriving birthday present from one of my relatives in France, where Dad is from, and where his name is spelled Mathieu, and is pronounced like you are sneezing halfway through it. Mathieu. A new bike or even a snowmobile would have been cool, but instead it was probably computer parts for my dad, a devoted computer nerd. Mom sometimes says that we own enough motherboards, monitors, and memory modules to build a first-rate missile defense system. Since the box wasn't for me, I headed for the kitchen to make a grilled cheese sandwich, but stopped in my tracks when I distinctly heard something inside the box say, Bonjour? And then the box became interesting again, because this time, I didn't think this was my overactive imagination. I know that bonjour is a French word that means hello. My imagination imagines in English. And then something inside the box said, hola? And then something inside the box said, namaste? And then something inside the box said, salut? And then something inside the box said, Golden Dog? And then something inside the box said, Jumbo? And then something inside the box said, Hello? Hello, I said to whatever was inside the box, quickly wondering if I was having some kind of brain flip out that sometimes happens to kids under too much stress, hearing voices coming from inside a box and then talking back to the box. Next stop, the home for brain-frazzled kids, Manhattan Branch. Ah, you speak Anglais. English. Whatever was inside the box said, kind of muffled. Fortunately, 
English is one of the 46 languages included in my language oscillator. Comment allez-vous? How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I said. Part of me was wondering why I was being so polite. Another part was wondering what the thing inside the crate would say next. And the largest part was thinking, there's a living kid stuck inside a box without any air holes. I must rescue him before he suffocates. I ran into the kitchen and hunted through the tool drawer for something I could use to pry open the box. While I was doing this, the thing inside the box said, Ça va bien, merci. I'm fine, thank you. And then, bonjour? I'll be right there, I yelled, thinking that what was happening was not even in the same galaxy as normal. Something living, something human, was trapped inside that box, sent all the way from France. And I was talking to it and planning its rescue. Grabbing a hammer, I hurried back to the box and used the claw part to pop off several tacks, and then I started prying at the planks. That seemed to take forever and was interrupted by the thing inside the box asking what I was doing, and me explaining what I was doing. And yes, I was very aware of how bizarre this all was. It almost felt like I was living some other kid's life. While in an alternate universe, the real me was munching on a grilled cheese sandwich and watching cartoons. It was messing with my brain. At last, I tossed two big planks aside and then tore through a mound of straw and packing peanuts until I reached a full-sized boy wrapped in bubble wrap, except for part of his face. Freaky to the moon and back. I mean, how would you react finding a living kid in a shipping crate? I swear I saw stars, and maybe even a few planets, but I did not pass out. But I'm not saying I didn't come close. Are you okay? I said to the boy. Can you breathe in there? As the kid said something in French I didn't understand, I unwrapped some of the bubble wrap and saw, Oh. My. Godmothers. That the boy in the box looked sort of like me. Similar face, but his hair was lighter and longer, and his eyes were bluer, and his nose was a tad nosier, and... Hmm, something wasn't right about his skin. It was too perfect. Too pink and smooth. Me, I have a small scar above my left eye from the day I wiped out while riding bikes with my parents in Central Park. I was trying to avoid running over a humongous dog turd that should not have been on the pathway. I veered left, hit a rock, and went tumbling. It hurts just thinking about it. Anyway, the kid in the box didn't have a single scar or mark. Not a freckle or a speckle, not a dent or a ding. I almost wanted to scratch him, just so he wouldn't look so perfect. His clothes were pretty normal, though. A red and white striped pullover, jeans, socks, and sneakers— except for a black beret that no kid in America would be caught dead wearing. No jacket, so he must have been cold traveling to New York from France, I thought. But maybe the straw, packing peanuts, and bubble wrap kept him warm. While I peered at the boy in the box, wondering why he was shipped to us from France, and how long he was planning to stay, and if his family missed him yet, and if he was hungry and thirsty and how he was able to keep from going to the bathroom while in the crate. 
And also, if he liked grilled cheese sandwiches, the kid's eyes suddenly grew large and he blinked several times, and I heard what sounded like the whir of a fan or a small motor kicking in. Mon Dieu! Mon enfant! the kid said. My God, child! Where is your box? If you enjoyed this chapter and are hungry for more, this title is available as an ebook through Hoopla. If you're enjoying Book Bites, please don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if there are books or genres you'd like to hear, email us at calvertlibrarybookbites at gmail.com. Visit calvertlibrary.info for more information and stay tuned for more Book Bites. Bye.